Okay, we are recording. Welcome to this very, very special power hour, uh, which is basically fear and anxiety in the age of coronavirus. I wanted to put this out. Uh, we had our normal power hour last week. Uh, normally do them the third Wednesday of every month, but I felt compelled to perhaps reach out to everybody and let us connect in this way so we can perhaps alleviate some of the fears and anxieties that many of us might be feeling or at least know that a lot of people are feeling if, if we're not feeling it. And I just wanted to say thank you for showing up and joining us. Um, I'm going to go ahead and um, if you would, you can just shout out where you're calling from first and then I want to mute everybody to start with. Colorado. Virginia. North Carolina. Athens, Georgia. Austin, Texas. Florida. Hot Atlanta. <laughs> okay. All right, because I have some other people that were get, trying to get on from Europe as well, uh, and also from Canada. So I wasn't sure did any of those people get on this one yet. Miami. Well, that's close. That's Europe. <laughs> <laughs> South America. Right. I'm just kidding. Oh my. Okay. Yeah. So I have uh, quite a few people that were uh, joining us. So just just so you know, I will be uh, giving this recording to everyone that registered. So if you registered, you'll be getting an email tomorrow. I'm assuming you had to put in your email, so that you'll get the recording. You'll also get a link uh, for what's happening April 5th because I'm going to be doing a very in-depth workshop online live uh, on this particular topic of fear and anxiety and we're going to go into a, into a lot of depth around it. I'm going to give you tools tonight and also normally I do experiential type things with you as you know those of you who've done power hours with me and then have done of course essence of being and everything else that we do. I like to have your input and make it experiential. Uh, however, for right now, what I'm going to do is uh, give you some information, and I'll probably mute you all. So you can star six yourself to, un to unmute yourself. So if you have questions or if you want to share something, feel free uh, to hit star six, and that will uh, unmute you. Okay, and then at some point, a little bit later, I'll unmute everybody so we can all chat. Does anybody have any questions before I mute everybody? No. Okay. All right. So I'll uh, so again, you can hit star six, and I'll be able to hear all of you. And like I said, normally we do experiential. We'll do a little bit tonight, but I really just want to get this information out there and hopefully give you some new way of just understanding why all this is happening. Okay, and then give a couple of tools on what we can do as a global community for each other and with each other. So here we go. Okay, so I've muted you all. Again, you can hit star six. So I just want to say that social distancing is not the same as social isolation. Uh, social distancing is not, um, not being connected. We can be spiritually and energetically connected, and I feel like that's one of the reasons why this is happening as well. Um, I know that there is a fog of fear uh, permeating around the world right now. It feels like a, a like a, a, a sliver of fog all around us of fear. And unfortunately, many times when we can't control something, we go into fear and we, if we can't control it, we conjecture it, meaning that we project the what ifs because we it's an unknown. We don't know when it's going to stop or or anything about it really. It's, there's a lot of unknowns and therefore we try to control things by projecting it into the future, into our future mind. So we're trying to control certain things that we know we can because there are many things we just don't know. So there are two types of fear and we're going to go into both types. The first type of fear is that that kind of fear that we assess if we're in danger. You know, it's that reptilian brain where we understand, are we going into safety? So we have to assess, are we safe? Are we not safe? 
And if we're not safe, what do we do about it? And so that's where that autonomic nervous system comes in. That's where that flight, fight, or freeze comes in. So we get to decide, are we safe or not? And what are we going to do about it? Well, what happens in times like this, our reptilian brain kicks into high gear and our prefrontal cortex, which is that thinking brain, it, it doesn't know what to do. You know, there's just only so many things we can do to try to, quote, fix it, right? We don't know exactly how to fix whatever's going on. And so this, this type of fear is important to have so that we can use it in cases of trauma and chaos and those types of things. But what happens is for many of us, we freeze. We do go into that freeze, which goes into learned helplessness. Because we've been told, sit still, don't move. Maybe in our lives, in our past, we've been told, shut up, don't move, sit still, don't worry. And oftentimes, and again, right now, we have been told for many of us to sit still, <laughs> don't move, don't go out, <laughs> all of those things that's happening. So it's a learned helplessness that we, that we have to break through. And in order to break through that freeze moment, okay, we have to learn how to discharge it. And this is done in nature. It's sort of, if you think about a bird, maybe who hits a window, and uh, you see the bird it just flies into the window and it falls down and it's stunned. It freezes for a minute. But then what does it do? It gets up and it shakes it all off. It shakes its wings and it shakes its body and it discharges and dissipates that fear or that charge. So what happens is, you have to be able to, if you want to get out of freeze mode, if you find yourself being in learned helplessness and saying, you know what, I got to do something, you can discharge by laughing or crying or walking or beating a pillow or screaming or dancing. Moving your body and your voice is really important to discharge that freeze moment where you're just not sure what to do. So, one of the best ways I know to discharge in any place that you're in is just breathe. So let's all just take a big breath. Everybody take a big breath in. <sighs> Excellent. And you know you're all muted, but again, you can hit star six if you need to say anything, share something, and we're going to give everybody an opportunity to talk in a little bit, okay? But take that big breath. That'll help dissipate. That's the first type of fear, where we're assessing if we're in danger or not, where we're accessing that reptilian brain. The second fear that we're going to speak into a lot later on is that unknown fear, the one that's, it hasn't happened yet. It's the one that we project into the future. We're not sure what's going to happen, so we project and we conjure in our minds all of these images of things that we don't know, but we're afraid of, that might happen, okay? So that's putting our mind in the future. So whenever there's a tragic event, uh, whether it's man-made or nature-made, it does give us pause, right, to ask why is this happening and what can we do about it? So one thing again is uh, I always say just take a breath and breathe. That's the first step. Life can sometimes feel like, one of my favorite ways to talk about this is a hurricane. It can feel like that sometimes. And all my friends in South Florida, you know all about the hurricanes that happen frequently. But everything can change in an instant, right? It's sort of like you get a diagnosis or a life is cut too short, a job ends, a relationship ends, an accident, a virus, what's happening in this world right now. Everything just changes immediately. And then these outside experiences, they have the potential to plummet our thoughts into chaos, uh, unable to make decisions, right, and take action when it is needed the most. Or some of us take action that doesn't make any sense, like toilet paper hoarding. Oh, my gosh. But that's a way that we can control. We go right into that. we got to control something. So in the center of this hurricane is the I, 
the calm place, the stillness. We can observe the storm swirling around us and not allow it to knock us off our center. Our knowing that we are whole and have the ability to flow, only love through our consciousness will help us ease the pain. So it's hard sometimes to maintain this perspective, I understand that, when we turn on the news. And I understand that we want to be informed, and I think that's good, but don't be obsessed, is my suggestion. But in the face of this faceless type of tragedy for many, we can recognize our, our oneness. We can stand in our I, what I call the big I, the letter I, I am, stand in that I am, I'm centered inside, and know that that's the truth. So when you go inside, at the center of that hurricane is the I, and that's very still, and that stillness, we can experience the storm, we can observe it though, without resisting the winds of doubt and fear. So as you watch this whole virus and all the anxiety that's happening and the swirling around the chaos, you know that inside the eye, all is well. Are you still having a human experience? Absolutely. But you know at your core that you are perfect and whole. You are not your fear. Somewhere in this dance between being human and divine, that still small voice resides, ready to guide us as we navigate the storm. So what we resist persists, right? Therefore, it's important that we can relax into the present moment. Just go ahead and relax into the present moment now. Look to your left and look to your right. What is there right beside you? Just notice it, observe it, call it out. Oh, there's a bush. Oh, there's the sunlight coming through the window. Oh, there's an award I just won. And being grateful for all these present moments that you can really look at and reflect on. So resisting life's flow only creates pain and suffering. So when we try to control our external circumstances, we create a resistance to the perfection of the moment. The chaos of the storm clouds our vision. It clouds our vision and we're, we're unable to act. But we can, and I encourage us to settle into the I, the big I, the letter I. We can begin to hear that small voice, the truth of our being. Our perceptions of reality become clear. The void of the pressure of the storm, okay? Uh, we can let go of any falsehoods of our limited beliefs, and we're able to act with more freedom and clarity. We are the eye of the hurricane. Stand up for the integrity of who we are and be the eye instead of dipping into that chaos and letting it pull us off our center, allowing our outside influences to move us in a certain way. So... A new perspective, perhaps, for many of us might be that storms, you know, it creates a pathway of destruction, but they are still expressions of creative energy. So where a storm clears a path, flowers can grow. So as many of you know who've gone done Essence of Being and all of the Essence workshops in our Conscious Leadership Academy, we talk about breakdown, breakthrough, and break free. So just understand in the context, there's a there's breakdown going on. We will have a breakthrough and we will break free. I know that we are on the precipice of a new paradigm, a shift in our cosmic energy. Contrast leads to clarity. So sometimes we need a dramatic example of what isn't working before we can shift energetically to recognize what it is that we want. So I love the story of Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. I talk about this quite a bit in these power hours because if you can imagine why this is happening, what's the contrast about? What is this giving us clarity about? So if you think about Dorothy, she's in her black and white world, right? And everything in it is duality. 
it's right, wrong, black, white, up, down, good, bad. And you have this thought of living in this environment and thinking, is this all there is? Is there something over the rainbow? And then all of a sudden a big storm comes. And we can call this pandemic a big storm. And the storm is created, perhaps, from the desire of us wanting to know, is there something on the other side of the rainbow? Because the storm, it lifts us into a duality, not the duality of thought, but more of a duality of what's real or unreal. What is it that we really want in our life? And when you come to the storm, you're spinning around in the eye, right? And when you get to that new place, when you open the door, guess what? There's color. You open the door, and all of a sudden, from a black and white world, you see color. Just like the Wizard of Oz. You see new beings. You see things that are unusual and awe-inspiring and awakening the power within you. And if you're Dorothy and you're walking down the yellow brick road to find your golden opportunity to come to the Emerald City, which, by the way, is the emerald of your heart chakra, your heart center, the center of your being. In other words, you're following that yellow brick road to the Emerald City, finding your heart. You're being showered along the way by having guides and following along with finding your abundance, finding your joy, finding your home, finding your thoughts, your courage, your love. That's what the Tin Man and the Lion and the uh, Scarecrow was all about. And so, I don't know if you noticed, but things around you may have changed. You may be seeing things from a different perspective now. You know, we're having to look at things in a different way, perhaps. When I went out to walk today, I noticed there was, I've never seen so many people outside walking and playing and being with each other. I'm like, really? So, there's a lot of gratitude about what is important in our lives right now. And this is perhaps seeing things in it with a horse of a different color. So, you know, Dorothy, she picks up all of these thoughts that come in from these characters. And so what she finds when she gets to the Emerald City is what? There's no wizard at all. The wizard is within her. That's the knowing within her the whole time that she had the power to create a new life at any moment and that all of these characters in her life and that colorful world was there all along but she could not see them because they were in black and white so she couldn't see things in a different way so i encourage us all to look at things in a different way and in times like this we must pause right and catch our breath and try to wrap our heads around what's happening. Now, our knee-jerk reaction could be anger or disbelief or sadness or helplessness or compassion or anxiety or concern or we might feel trapped. And some might even call this grief. Yeah, we're feeling grief. We feel the world has changed, and it has. We know this is temporary, but it may not feel that way. And we realize things will be different, just as going to the airport is forever different from how it was before 9-11. I remember <laughs> we never had to get checked before 9-11. So things changed. And this is the point at which they changed. We have a loss right now of normalcy. We have a fear of economic toll, the loss of connection. So this is hitting us and we're grieving collectively. We're not used to this kind of collective grief in the air. So it's change. And remember change can be stressful for some people but it's necessary to evolve. It's, it's the only constant change is. Now we, want, we may be saying to ourselves, I want things to go back to the way it was. 
I may not have liked it. There were certain parts of my life I didn't like, I didn't you know, appreciate, but at least I knew it, it's known. I wanted to go back the way it was. So perhaps what's happening is we are changing into something new. And it's because of dissipative structures. Those of you who know Essence of Being and have done the workshops with me and have been with me for a while, the dissipative structure is where there's a lot of pressure from the outside. And what ends up happening is it shifts us to a different organism. For instance, you have an acorn. It, it basically has so much pressure on it, it shifts into a, a big oak. Or a, a pot of water on the stove. It, you get hot, it gets hotter and hotter and hotter. And you see the bubbles on the water. It's bubbling up. That is called perturbation. All that little bubbling, it perturbates before it turns into a whole nother organism, which becomes steam. So some of us might be have feeling, you know, a little bit perturbated or a lot perturbated right now where things are bubbling. And we're feeling this movement within us. And perhaps it's because we are shifting collectively to something different. And again, it can be stressful for some because they don't know what to do with it. So um, David Kessler, who wrote the book uh, with um, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, The Stages of Grief, he, he said that what this might be feeling, they might be feeling anticipatory grief. And it's what I was talking about, that second fear I was talking about is that future mind. We're anticipating grief. It's that feeling we get when we don't know what the future holds. We're uncertain. We know there's a storm coming. There's something bad out there with a virus. This kind of grief is so confusing for people. So our primitive mind knows something's bad out there happening, but you can't see it. And this breaks our sense of safety. We're feeling the loss of safety. So understanding these stages of grief, okay, is a start. So I just want to put it into perspective around grief. Uh, the stages aren't linear, by the way, and they may not happen in this order. So remember, there's denial, which we say a lot of early on. This virus won't affect us. It's not real. Then there's anger. You're making me stay home and taking away my activities and I can't be with people I want to be with and I'm with people I don't want to be with, perhaps. <laughs> then there's bargaining. Okay, if I social distance for two weeks, everything will be better, right? And then there's sadness. I don't know. I don't know when this is going to end. I just want to sleep through it. And then finally, there's acceptance. This is happening. I choose to figure out how to proceed. And acceptance is where the power lies. We find our control, when we feel out of control, we find that control in acceptance. Okay, I can wash my hands. I can keep a safe distance. I can learn how to work virtually. So, Unhealthy anticipatory grief is, is really what I'm talking about is anxiety. And that's the feeling that we're talking about. Our mind begins to show us all these images. We see the worst case scenarios sometimes. That's our mind being protective. So our goal here is not to ignore those images in our minds or try to make them go, them go away. Your mind won't let you do that. And it really can be painful to try and force it. So the goal is to find the balance in the things that you're thinking. So if you feel the worst image taking shape, make yourself think of the best image. That's that contrast and clarity. And I'm going to give you a tool to be able to do that here in, 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 when I'm in a little bit. So we all get a little sick and the world continues. That can be a shift. Not everyone I love dies. Maybe no one does because we're all taking the right steps. So neither scenario should be ignored 
but neither should dominate. So you want to find a balance in your thinking. So anticipatory grief is that mind going to the future and imagining the worst. And then to calm yourself, guess what? You come back to the present. And I always want to add in not only coming back to the present, but also being grateful. So again, that present moment, looking around the room. What's in your room right now? Who's with you? Who's not with you? What can you find that you're looking around at this moment? What can you be grateful for? I'm grateful that you're here. I'm grateful that we're together and connecting. We're having this connection together. Take a big breath together. So you realize that in the present moment, nothing that you've anticipated has happened. You're okay for the moment. You have food. You're not sick. So you use your senses and think about what you can feel. You can touch your desk and say, that desk is hard. The blanket is soft. I can feel the breath coming into my nose. And I know this sounds really simple, and it is, but it's very powerful. You can also think, how can I let go of what I can't control? What your neighbor is doing is out of control. It's out of your control. You can't control what they're doing, but what is in your control is staying six feet away and washing your hands. Focus on that. So finally, it's a good time, I think, to stock up on compassion. Everyone's going to feel these different levels of fear and grief and anxiety, and it manifests in different ways. So if people are being snippy with you, especially if they feel cooped up, and that's normally not like that person, just see that they're in fear and anxiety. Be patient. Think about who someone usually is and not who they seem to be in this moment. This is a temporary state. It helps to say that <laughs> this is survivable. We will survive. This is a time to be mindful, to overprotect but not overreact. Find meaning in this acceptance. So there's a meaning here. So even now people are realizing, guess what? We can connect through technology just like we're doing now. They're not as remote as they thought. You can realize that you can pick up your phone. Oh, go figure for long conversations. You know that thing we carry around? It's an actual phone where you, you know, can actually speak to people with. You can appreciate going on walks. And I think we're going to find a lot of meaning around this. There is something powerful, though, about naming this as grief. It helps us feel what's inside of us. You know, go ahead. You can share it. I, I cried last night. You know, you can share how you're feeling. When you name it, you feel it, and it moves through you. Remember, emotions need motion. Energy in motion. Those are our emotions. It's important that we acknowledge them and what we go through. If we allow our feelings to happen, they'll happen in an orderly way and empower us so that we're not a victim. We're not a victim of this circumstance. And I understand sometimes we try not to feel what we're feeling because some of us may have an image, oh my God, it's a bottomless pit. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to stay stuck. If I feel sad and let that in, it'll never go away. And that gang of sad feelings will overrun me. And the truth is a feeling moves through us. So why is this happening? Let me give us a little perspective here. The vulnerability is the part that is bringing everyone together in a way that has not been brought together before. This happens every time there's a global trauma. It opens up the heart. The feeling of vulnerability, of one strengthening of one's heart, to look in deep into each other's souls, 
and to be able to speak to each other with a framework of understanding and love and wanting to reach out to each other to connect and to finally make that decision of goodness and clarity, power, peace. This is the result of what's happening. And so you have a choice. You have a choice that you can be the staff. You can be the staff of the umbrella of safety. You are the umbrella that covers that rain of fear that's out there. You can be the you can make that decision whether you become part of the rain of terror or fear or that you become part of the umbrella and be the staff that holds up the umbrella of safety so that all may feel that this whatever we're focusing on is going to pass. This is there is a storm and you can choose to be part of the storm or you can choose to be a part of the umbrella of safety. So everyone that you come in contact with now, you have a choice of whether to touch their hearts with a feeling of safety and the feeling of connection, or the or you can have the feeling of being unsafe and disconnecting and anxious. And there will be those of you who will do this, and you know people who will do this. And those of you who will choose that path of negative thoughts, that will be the path that you seek. That will be the vibration that you'll bring to you. So I sent out uh, a meditation, by the way, to everybody on our email list um, called, um, it was a uh, flush the fear meditation that you can use and download. It's also on our my podcast on the essence of being.com. You can download that and utilize that anytime you're feeling fearful or anxious. So it'll help you get to another place. I also, just so you know, I'm going to be doing April 5th. I'm doing an online deep dive three-hour live webinar workshop where we can look at each other and connect on a global scale. So look out for that email that's coming out about that. We're going to go into depth about this and give you a lot more tools and be very specific about some of the things that you're feeling, too. So as we try to put this into context and make some sense out of what seems senseless, again, the image that keeps coming up for me is that collective heart chakra, the chakra of planet Earth. It's been blasted open and is now it's more vulnerable and receptive, which seems incongruent in the light of what's happening, right? But it seems completely consistent with how we humans tend to grow and change. When do we change the most? When there's breakdown. So it's often a devastating action that can catapult us into some kind of healing. Think about that. It's death that reminds us how precious life is. And it's grave illness that makes us value our health. It's hatred that reminds us to love. And guilt that signals us to be patient and compassionate with ourselves. So, you know, this storm, this duality is often difficult to reconcile. And we as light workers tend to always want to go with the good choice of peace and harmony. But the other side exists for a reason. They're there to reflect back for us those things which we need to see in order to continue evolving. So there are beacons that are being tuned in right now. They're turned on right now. And many are answering the call despite that feeling of uncertainty. There's so much value in trusting in the knowing that we feel in the midst of this apparent chaos. Many are tapping into the passion of wanting to help and wanting to expand in a way that doesn't fuel negative energy. So what can we do about it? We can connect with that universal divine spirit and amplify 
energetically with each other, peace and safety. If you can imagine, imagine this. Safety. Imagine an antenna above your head. And that antenna that you have attached to your head, it's going into and above, it keeps rising and rising and rising, goes above that fog of fear. It goes above the fog of fear. And it goes above that, so if you can imagine it going way, 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 way up, and all of a sudden you go through that whole layer of fear and anxiety, and then you go to the very space and look down. Look down on the earth, look down on planet earth. And see how calm and peaceful and beautiful and the connections between all that exists. And feel gratitude for that. That's a great way to, instead of going to that future mind, okay, and saying, what if, what if something happens to my family? What if I get sick? What if this doesn't go away? What if this is the way we're always going to be? What if we can't find a cure? What if we're doomed? <coughs> I call it going into the Eeyore. It'll never work. We're all doomed. If you know Winnie the Pooh and Eeyore, it'll never work. I'll try it, but it probably won't work. If you go to that Eeyore place, you can do a simple thing. It's called pinch and shift. Pinch yourself somewhere on your arm. Just pinch yourself. This is your superpower, by the way. To pinch, to basically it's a pattern interrupt of whatever your thought is about the what ifs and shift it to what if all is well. So when you find yourself saying, I don't know if it's going to work, I don't know what to do, I'm not sure when it's going to last, how am I going to pay my bills, are, are, are my friends going to be okay, my family, am I going to get sick, how long is this going to last, just pinch yourself and shift it and say, what if all is well. Bring it to bring your thoughts to that present moment. Be the demonstration of light. Be the demonstration of light for all those around you. And if you're feeling alone and isolated, like I said, you can connect on an energetic level and people are finding all kinds of ways of connecting. You are not disconnected from your source, your connection, your oneness, that'll always be there and nobody can take, take that away from you. So another tool that I love to share with you is the universe to-do list. So again, those of you who've done Essence of Being and all, a lot of my classes and workshops I've done in the last 37 years, I love this one, Universe To-Do List. This is a great one to use right now. It's a great tool. On one side of the paper, you, you, you write down everything that you can do to alleviate your fears and things that you can actually have control of for the day. And on the other side of the paper, you write down everything else that you don't have. Anyway, you don't know. You don't know how it's going to turn out. And you give that over to the universe. It's called the Universe To-Do list. And the key here is the universe's side is way longer than your side because the universe has a lot of different resources that you may not understand how to access right now. So you can say things like, um, handle my family, uh, take care of our safety, um, Guide me to make the highest good for all concerned decision. Um, support me in the choices that are for the highest good. Um, manage the fact that I'm not sure how I'm going to pay my bills. Um, show me a way to feel happy right now. 
these are things that you can put over into the universe's side and just say, you handle it because I don't know how. I'm not sure what to do. On your side, it would be things like wash your hands, check your emails, keep your distance, get informed. But please do not leave that on for very long. Don't sit there and watch the news all day. That would be my suggestion. So that universe to-do list is very, very important, I think, for you just to turn it all over and just say, handle it, because I, I really don't know how it's going to turn out. I really don't. And it helps us to relax. Relax into the knowing that all is well. So I want to unmute everybody for the moment, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mute you back here in a minute, but I want to unmute everybody. Uh, so if you have any shares, any questions, any comments, anything at all that you want to... <coughs> okay, you're Burge, unmuted. Burge, I have a question. Yep. Hey, this is Robert, um, and I'm sorry, I didn't understand you, but when you were talking about the um, acorn to the oak tree, the water, the steam, what was that word you used? It's called dissipative structures and perturbation. That's the word. Uh, say it again, um, perturbation? Perturbation. You perturbate. You feel, you feel perturbed. Oh, yeah, okay. So it's perturbed, you know, yeah. meaning that it's uh, Something that's shifting within you will turn out to be. Thank you. You're welcome. Anybody else have a thought or a question or a comment or share? There's a lot of talking in the back. <laughs> hey, Birch, it's Katie. Hey, who is it? Hey, thank you. I miss you too, honey. Oh, um, I was wondering if it's possible to resend me the medication. I'm looking in my mail and I don't see it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it'll, um, it'll, it's it's, it's, it says important information or something like that. I think it, I had a few podcasts, um, words, a meditation, a flesh and fear meditation. And we all yeah. Welcome to Facebook. Uh, Where are you? Did I lose you? I almost can't hear you. Yeah, can you hear me? Now I can hear you. Yeah, it, I kind of lost all of that. I, um, it's on the Facebook group, the e Grad group. It's also on the Facebook page. You can download Okay. Okay, I can look on Facebook. All right. I'm going to mute everybody. Okay, I'm muting everybody. So if you want to say something, just hit star six, okay? That way we don't hear everybody else in the background talking, okay? So if you want to share anything, hit star six, and that'll unmute you. Anyone? Anyone? Hopefully. Okay, let me try it one more time here. I'm going to unmute all of you. Okay, I've unmuted everybody again. I don't know if that works. Do anybody have anything you want to share before I can Anybody want to say anything? Birch, can you hear me? Yes. You can. This is Diana. Hi, Diana. Oh, it's it's really hard. I think when somebody else is unmuted, I'm on the phone, I'm on audio, but when somebody else is unmuted at the same time, it just becomes a cluster of voices. But I wanted to say hi, and thank you so much for being on the call tonight. Thank you so much for reaching out. Thank you. We all appreciate it. Mwah, big hug. I'm, I'm putting myself back on mute so everybody else can speak. So can anybody else, if you hit star six, does that help? I muted everybody. I don't know. Let's see. Okay. Rich, can you hear me? I can. 
Can you hear me? This is Tita. Um, thank you so much um, for sharing this. This is exactly how I was feeling this morning. Um, I, I have had the, uh, I'm going to say the dance between fear and, and feeling certainty, uh, certainty that uh, something good and wonderful is going to, is happening actually. I do feel it. Um, yet, for some reason this morning, I woke up feeling uh, with such uh, a strong sense of fear. I was like, what happened overnight? I could not even sleep well, I should say. And um, and so I the, did a little bit of yoga, and little by little and through the morning, I, I started to feel more centered. But it was very challenging. It was exactly as you described the mind was just going into what's going to happen because, you know, I have a two-year-old granddaughter. And so uh, I was just thinking about her and all the children, you know, in the world that are suffering from hunger, uh, my family, you know, it was, it was a, a, just, just a, a circle of, of fearful thoughts and, and loss and grief. And so uh, then I, I saw a couple of videos that some friends sent, and I regained a sense of that sense of uh, clarity and, and groundedness. But thank you so much. This I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly where I was this morning. Thank oh, you. You're welcome, Peter. And what you described was what you did is you went from uh, frozen in fear and went you went to that you tapped into that consciousness that's out there uh that's very prevalent right now you just tapped into it and when you start swirling around in the hurricane with it you start swirling around and you, what you did is you came back to the eye you came back to the center and you dissipated that freeze energy so when you start getting into a lot of fear you can't freeze and what you did is you dissipated that by doing yoga and moving your body and it lessens and lessens the fear out of your body and in your mind. So that was excellent to be able to do that. And like I said, that's one way to, to release some of this frozen energy that people get into when they tap into all of that fear. And the other thing you can do is remind, remember to do your pinch and shift. Pinch yourself and say, I choose not to think that now. I choose to be grateful for what is right in front of me. I choose to be present at this moment. When you let your mind wander to the future, it can just go into all kinds of images and you can just go down that rabbit hole for a while. So it's really good to balance it out with uh, shift, you know, shifting it back to the very present moment. And when you're moving your body, it keeps you present. And again, try that pinch and shift as well. So I'm sure the yoga really helps. So thank you for sharing that. Yes, thank you for that. I will definitely do the pinching, definitely. Thank you. Perfect. Anybody else want to share anything? Hey, it's Mindy Marcus from Long Island. How are you? Hi, Long Island, Mindy Marcus. <laughs> you know, something that my uncle does, which I really love him for doing this, he's out in California, and he's an older gent, and what he does is he goes on the Internet, and he finds these really unusual and funny pictures or stories then he puts them to the email, uh, like a, a general email list of which I'm on, and I get them. And sometimes in the morning or whenever I open it up, it's really nice to see some of those positive things or to just to laugh out loud or get a little chuckle. And he says, hey, you know, why not? What else is there to do? And I was like, well, thank you for doing that. And I just think it's a positive thing sometimes if you can look for something like that instead of just listening to the news on television all the time. That's perfect, Mindy, because exactly, what are you focusing on? What you focus on expands, and what happens when we're always focusing on the, you know, the tragedy and the death and the gloom and the, the unknowing and the trauma of it all just, it, just, it keeps repeating, repeating. It's, it, it's called a reticular activator in our brain. Um, it basically focuses on exactly what we are focusing on it we see more and more and more of it and that's what we attract to us so if you uh, want to laugh definitely that's a great way to dissipate the energy it's a great way to move through the emotions you might having you might be having and 
I think that's excellent to be able to laugh, which is a perfect way to allow yourself to shift and choose another thought. And um, it doesn't mean that our laughter has gone away. It just means that maybe we can't do it in front of each other as much right now, but that's okay. So I love that he's doing that. That's excellent. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, the TV is not helping as much. It gives us some information perhaps, um, but I want to get information and then jump off. And also, some of the things that we are seeing, you know, it's really what can we focus on that's working for us? You know, let's choose to find the evidence that things are working in the world. If what we have done all of our lives is try to find evidence that things are not working, or we try to find evidence that we are right, okay? So our brain wants to be right. We want to be right with our thoughts. And so we start finding evidence of that are we right or are we wrong? And we start looking for the evidence out there. So my suggestion is if you want to start building up your positivity and your higher vibration is to look for all the things that are working and what people are doing in the world. And I know some of the news channels are throwing in some things here and there trying to give you some good news to look at. So that's a, an excellent um, possibility. Anybody else want to share anything? All you have to do is hit star six. Hi, Bird. Hi. Bird. Hey, this is Rose. How are you? Rose. Hey, Bird. Okay, I thought I'd share this. Um, my, I, I go back to the things that my mom used to tell me and her big thing when I would get fearful is this too shall pass. She always said that this too shall pass. And so when I'm in the middle of something like you and I were dealing with a couple of weeks ago with the airline stuff, I, I sat back the next day and realized um, this is going to be okay. Whatever it is, it's going to be okay. And I, she also taught me to bloom where you're planted. So I have really, really been happy being home <laughs> because I know I'm not distracted to go. I socialize a lot. Now I have to get my stuff done. You know, it helps me focus on what I need to do without feeling distracted. Awesome. And yeah, it's and it works so much. My, um, it, you know, like I'm I'm in, I'm enjoying hibernating, and and I I guess that's the mindset. You know, just changing my mindset. I, it never dawned on me that I wouldn't enjoy it because I know it's short term. As soon as the president went on yesterday and said Easter, I thought, okay, what day is Easter? April twelfth. All right, so. If I know that I might be hibernating until April 12th, let me make down a mark and goals on all those days what I want to get accomplished until then. And my uh, all the, the things that I procrastinate on and all that will just be, I mean, I will feel so much lighter and, and have a better life that I'm like, oh, good. I, I get to purposely focus and not go off and do um I socialize almost every single day and now I don't I don't I feel like I don't I'm not pushed or compelled to make that decision that is awesome. so, that is so awesome. that's how I, I look at it that's perfect and that's a perfect example of putting everything into context about why this is happening and to be able to choose to look at okay I'm looking at everything with a different with, uh, you know, everything's different. I'm looking at it through color instead of black and white right now. So right. And another thing is the people. We, you said about being a light. So I got two or three texts today. Are you going stir crazy? Oh, man, I wish I could get out of here. And, and I said, no, I'm not going stir crazy. And here's what, here's a different way of looking at it. So I guess 
that's another opportunity for us to share and not just be on the call with you and think, oh, yeah, that was good, now I feel better, but to actually give, move it forward and give it to someone else to be a blessing. I think we all have that, that we should do, that, that opportunity, no should, but that we have that opportunity to spread the light to all of those that are feeling anxious. Well, I am. I love that, Rose, so much. Thank you, honey. You are such a light and a gift. And if I could only impart one thing to everyone listening now is that we are lights and that if we could demonstrate, demonstrate our brilliance, demonstrate our light. And like I said, it opens up our humanity. And I, my my choice, if we could do this at all, at all times, if we could if we could swing the pendulum back to we are seriously all one peoples on this planet, you know, and if, if sometimes it takes something like this, unfortunately, for us to, to remember that and to notice that and to um, actually live it. So I encourage all of us and invite all of us to live it like every day, that that is the truth. We are a demonstration. We are lights and bringing that, uh, that feeling of connection to each other is is vitally important and it it makes my heart sing and that's why I've been doing what I've been doing for so long is if we could live like this every you know for the rest of our lives if that's the golden it's the um, what I call it the pony and all this poop with all the poop that's hanging around there's got to be a pony in here somewhere and so that is definitely the glimmer of of beauty and uh, light that we can really focus on. So thank you. And and you know, there's one more thing that we could do to add to that, which is to me very powerful. Uh, when I don't know her last name, the the woman that's in charge of the the doctor Deborah uh, that the president refers to, uh, and she gave a beautiful account of everything that's going on in all the testing. So I took four pages of notes while I was listening to them because what I do is I translate. This is how their, our, our president and the staff is effectively looking at an enemy and targeting it and becoming better for it and what we can do to try to strive ahead for the future. And so I'm using those bullets that they gave to better my business opportunities to make my life a better. Okay, they did that. How can I translate it to my growth, my personal growth, my business growth? And I took all their their her, their bullets, and I'd be glad to share those notes with you because it's like, wow, that is perfect, perfect way of, of an outline of how to look at where you're at and project into the future a better, a better now, a better life. Thank so you. I just thought I <laughs> Thank you. And so on that note, just so all of you know, um, I am doing a virtual, live, in-depth, three-hour online workshop April 5th from 10 to 1, and all of you will be getting a link for that so you can register for it so that we can see each other. We're going to do it as a webinar uh, for us to be able to have this global connection and to move, get some more tools on how to utilize this whenever we go into the panic thoughts. So we're going to be able to really help each other and demonstrate being awakened and what is really important to us. And I'm going to give very special attention to everybody that's on the, the webinar. So I have a, a limit of how many people can get on it. So it's going to be April 5th from 10 to 1. It'll be uh, Church with Burge. <laughs> but it's, uh, if you go to, to essenceofbeing.com and you just look at the events calendar, it's the next one coming up, April 5th, and you can register right there. Uh, you'll also get a link and an email um, along with the recording of this special power hour that I wanted to share with all of you and 
I trust that all of you are well and will stay well and healthy and that just remember what if all of this is turning out for the betterment of all of us? What if all of these things that are happening right now is for a, a reason that we may not even understand yet, but it's all gonna be for the highest good for all of us concerned. So I'm gonna unmute everybody so we can just say be well and anything else that um, you wanna share. So everybody's unmuted. Thank you, Bird. Thank you, Bird. Thank you. Thank you, Bird. Thank you, Bird. Thank you, Bird. Thank you, Bird. Thank you, We are the light. And I heard somebody else. I wanted to share something. What was it? Hello? Yes, I had somebody that somebody wanted to share. Did you say you had someone to share? There was someone, I heard someone saying I wanted to share something, but I don't know who it was. I guess nobody, I guess it's nobody that's left on the call. Can you not, can you hear me or not? I can, yes. Uh -huh. Oh, okay, because I thought it was on mute. So when I was saying have a good night, I didn't know if you heard it or not. Yeah. Okay. I got everybody uh, uh, unmuted. Good night. How, how late good do night. you stay up? How late do night, I everybody. <laughs> hey, birds, how's it going? Hey. We love you, thank you. It's hey. Paul. Hey. Long time no talk. Hi, Paul. How you been? I just got back from India. Okay. I'm in quarantine in Miami. <laughs> uh-huh. No doubt. Yeah. 